Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good afternoon, listeners. This is the Dogs Program. The Australian Council for the Defence of Government Schools are here every Saturday at noon to defend and to promote public education. Now, that is education that is public in purpose and outcome. Above all, it is public in access. It should be open to all children, whatever their background, whatever their parents' ability to pay, or whatever their cultural, religious, or any other belief system may be and it should also we believe be publicly owned and controlled no private public partnerships they lead to all levels of corruption they should be the only ones that are publicly funded because they're the only ones that can be publicly accountable and above all our Governments should be responsible for the provision of a first-rate public education system which educates all of our children. Now, this may have been the the case um, about 50 years ago, but it's no longer the case. We have a very weird kind of system now in which about a quarter of our children are Educatable. I'm not sure you could call it educated, but they attend private, uh, mainly religious schools in this country. And uh, the Auditor-General of Victoria has had the temerity and the courage to question the accountability of the Catholic Education Office. Now, we referred to this uh, in our press release 647, which we read to you two weeks ago. But the Save Our Schools people have cottoned on to it and have done some very interesting research indeed. And uh, the charts that go with their press release, uh, which you can also find on our press release uh, 649, are going to be talked about very shortly by Robert. But this is what I've put into our press release 649. As noted in our press release 647, the new report by the Victorian Auditor-General shows that Catholic education authorities and other private schools are failing to properly account for the use of taxpayer funding. The Auditor-General found that there's little evidence that private schools are using their government funding for their intended purpose and are achieving intended outcomes. Now, nationally, the Catholic schools receive at least, now this is a very conservative figure, at least $2 billion per annum from taxpayers in direct grants alone. That excludes all of the indirect grants, the taxation exemptions or taxation expenditures. 
In 2013, 72% of the gross income of Catholic schools was provided by the Commonwealth Government and state governments. In Victoria, that figure, and these are just direct grants that we're talking about, was 71%. In actual fact, it's much higher. But they're conservative figures. If there is not even basic accountability for this level of public funding, and if, as the Auditor-General has found, the Catholic authorities are diverting public monies given to disadvantaged pupils to wealthy schools, something is wrong in the state of Victoria and also in Australia at large. We are here dealing with very high levels of lack of transparency and, of course, the possibility of corruption. Yet, the Chief Administrator of the Victorian Catholic Education Commission, Stephen Elder, still believes that he can get away with it by bad-mouthing the Auditor-General in his office, because that's what he did. Now, dogs have been blowing the whistle that the Auditor-General has finally blown on this problem for half a century because it's the basic reason why state aid should never be provided for private schooling in the first place. But Trevor Cobald of Save Our Schools has done a very thorough analysis of the Auditor-General's report, and this is what he has to say. That the Catholic Education Commission of Victoria, which is the CECV, is failing to direct the state government funding to students most in need And the Auditor-General's report shows that this CECV is directing state government funding away from the lower socioeconomic status schools to schools with a higher socioeconomic status. There's also evidence that Catholic education authorities are favouring high socioeconomic status schools in reallocating Commonwealth funding. Now listeners, there is nothing new about this. Since 1973, when under the Whitlam government, there was a so-called needs policy, it very quickly became a greeds policy and the Catholic education officers, and they are answerable to the bishops by the way, the Catholic education officers have never really regarded the needy, disadvantaged schools as anything other than showpieces that would get more money into the system, usually for the wealthy schools or for the expansion of the system. Now, this Auditor-General's report has compared the state funding entitlement for high and low SES Catholic schools as calculated by the Department of Education according to its financial assistance model, together with their funding as distributed by the CECV. And he found that some Catholic schools receive substantially more than they would receive under debts allocation and some substantially less. In particular, the funding received by schools in the three highest socioeconomic categories in 2014 was much higher than they would have received under the Department of Education and Training's allocation. 
For example, the higher socioeconomic status schools with a, an index below 0.1 gained an additional 75% in student funding and the second highest gained an increase of 38%. And Robert will be talking about the charts which the Auditor General came up with shortly. In contrast to these wealthier schools receiving a nice little extra bit of funding, schools in the medium and the lowest socioeconomic categories received much less than they were entitled to under the Department of Education and Training's allocation. So schools with what's called an SFO index of between 0.4 and 0.7 lost between 11% and 63% of their funding entitlement, while schools in the three lowest socioeconomic categories lost between 25% and 63% of their Department of Education and Training allocation. So here you've got the Department of Education and Training working out with their information on these schools from the My Schools website and elsewhere, just how, how much should go to particular schools. And the Catholic Education Office has cut across this and reallocated it, not according to need at all. So why have an extra bureaucracy in between? Because that's what the Catholic Education Office is. It is a centralised bureaucracy. Why should government money be given to it at all? Because it is irresponsible. We hear a lot about centralised bureaucracies and how terrible they are. Well, there is one administration, which is a multinational administration, which is extremely well centralised. And this particular Catholic Education Office is but one of its wings. Now, the report, the Auditor General's report, also discovered that one Melbourne Metropolitan Secondary School lost $1.74 million compared with its allocation. And eight Melbourne Metropolitan Catholic Schools had more than a million allocated away from them and 16 schools had between 1 million and 500,000 reallocated away from them compared to the original allocations by the Department of Education and Training. The highest amount that was reallocated to a school was 966724 to a Melbourne Metropolitan Secondary School and 15 schools had more than 500,000 reallocated to them above what the Department of Education and Training had allocated. The reason for this significantly different allocation to Catholic schools compared to the De Department of Education and Training's allocation is that government grants to Catholic schools are not provided directly to individual schools, but provided as a block grant to the CECV. So the Department of Education and Training looks at the schools and where they are and the kinds of children who attend them, because we now have all of this evidence, and it, it uh, allocates the money on the basis of this. And then it adds up all of that money and it gives all of the money 
for all of the schools to the Catholic Education Office that then starts to reallocate it, reallocate from the poorest to the wealthiest. And when they're pulled up for this, they think that they can abuse the Auditor-General, who is a public servant, and get away with it. Now, the CECV has ignored the requirements of the Victorian Non-Government Schools Funding Agreement, which they signed in 2010 to 13, and it was extended for a year in 2014 and again in 2015. And, of course, they got a lot more money from the Andrews government. He paid them off. So uh, as soon as he got in, and, of course, when the, um, the Greens had been questioning the 25% of government funding going from the state government to the Catholic Education Office, uh, the Catholic Church then put a lot of effort into the letterboxes of uh, the inner city to try to get rid of the Greens. Uh, their failure was a very interesting evidence that their political clout has somewhat waned. Now, this agreement between the government and the Catholic Education Office implements the funding arrangement between the state and non-government schools and sets out the conditions that apply. And according to the Auditor-General's report, one of the purposes specified in the agreement is improving the equity of funding by targeting need. However, the report also points out that the 2016 funding agreement does not include any specific goals such as targeting funding to need. So that's very interesting too that Mr Andrews is still kowtowing through funding agreements to the Catholic Education Office. Now, the department allocation is determined by its financial assistance model, which includes a per capita component and a needs-based component. And the needs-based component is determined by the student and the school's characteristics. So the schools attract additional funding based on the number of low socioeconomic uh, groups and also Indigenous and disability students. This needs-based component accounts for about 60% of the state recurrent funding of private schools and the per capita component makes up about 40% of state funding of private schools. But the CECV refuses to divulge its own particular distribution formula and the Department of Education advised the Auditor-General that it is not aware of the methodology used by the CECV to reallocate state funds to schools. So we're here dealing with a state within a state. The church and its bureaucracy has its own state, its own bureaucracy, which just um, ignores the state government at a certain point and gets away with it. There's also prima facie evidence that the CECV, that's the Catholic Education Commission, is not fully distributing the funds from the Commonwealth Government according to the Commonwealth's needs-based funding formula. And Robert will be talking about 
The chart, which shows the difference between the Commonwealth recurrent grants as calculated by the Commonwealth Department of Education and the actual amount of Commonwealth funding received in 2014 for the highest and lowest SES Catholic secondary schools in the metropolitan region. And those figures aren't adding up either. And Robert will be dealing with that shortly. The Catholic Education Commission of each state also have refused to divulge how they distribute their Commonwealth funding. And both the Australian National Audit Office and the Gonski Review of School Funding have criticised the complete lack of transparency and accountability on how private school systems are actually distributing government funds to member schools. Because it's not just the Catholic Education Office that has uh, a bureaucracy that distributes funds. You'll find that the Anglicans and even the Uniting Church and certainly the Muslims have got their own bureaucratic organisations that get all the money and then distribute it as they think fit. Now, the Commonwealth Auditor found in 2009, and the dogs also found that he was actually trying to do something in 2008, the Auditor-General at the Commonwealth level found that private school systems, of which Catholic systems are by far the largest, were not fully distributing taxpayer funds according to need. Well, listeners, the dogs can inform you that they never have. The Labor Party can romance as much as it likes about how they have done away with sectarian problems by talking about needs. They can talk about it as long as they like. The private school systems have never been interested in need unless it was their own greed and they could use needy, disadvantaged students to get the funds into their hot picking fingers. Now, the ANAO, which is the Commonwealth Auditor General, found that systemic schools with low SES scores, that's low socioeconomic scores, uh, that service low socioeconomic communities receive less Australian Government general recurrent grants per student from their school systems than if they had been directly funded under the SES arrangements. School systems appear to give less weight to individual school SES scores when distributing Australian Government general recurrent grants to affiliated schools. That's the way it's said in bureaucraties. The report has also found that the Commonwealth Department of Education did not have information on the funding formula that private school systems use to distribute. That's taxpayer funds we're talking about. They're distributing our money. And the Auditor-General, who's supposed to keep an eye on all these things, cannot get from them the formula they use to distribute the money when, in fact, they're using a different formula to the formula that the government has used which distributes them the money in the first place. Uh, He said that 
To better inform the program management and broader policy advice, the department should take steps to identify whether school systems distribute general recurrent grants funding according to needs-based funding principles. Well, to do that, the only way to do that is actually to go back before 1973 and do what they did from 1965 to 1973 and that is for the government itself to distribute the funding to the individual schools and to do away with the systemic arrangements that the Catholic Education Office set up in 1973 so that they could just get hold of the money and do what they wanted. But even that would not be good enough because you can never have security in knowing what the individual schools will be doing with the money either, unless they are state schools. Now, the department has agreed that they should have better ways of finding out what is happening to our money. And they agreed to this, the Commonwealth agreed to this in 2009 because it was quite obvious back in 2008 with the Commonwealth Attorney General, Auditor General, I'm sorry, that things were not as they should be. And in those days, the dogs pointed out that an individual school was only looked at once every 50 years. So any kind of accountability in the private system for public money was a joke. It was a national joke. And Gonski, of course, discovered this too. And nearly three years later, there's still very little information available on how private school systems distribute their block funding. Gonski found that only limited information was collected on their policies. And it said that smaller private school systems are known to distribute funding according to the SES score of their member schools, but it could not say what the largest system, that is the Catholic system, actually does. How did Cardinal Pell build, first of all, manage to get all of the property and then build the enormous Catholic university on Vatican Hill? The report on school funding expressed concern about the lack of transparency of funding allocations in school systems, including government systems, and it's recommended that school systems should be transparent about the basis on which they allocate funding to member schools. Well, this is all very good stuff, of course, but how do you do it? You can't do it. You can't do it if you're dealing with private operators. You can't do it for primary schooling, you can't do it for secondary schooling, and you certainly can't do it for TAFE. And 50 years after all of this started, surely it is time that somebody said, as the dogs are saying, this system has failed. It is not transparent. It has never been transparent. It cannot be transparent. And the systems involved have no intention of making it transparent. And we're dealing, as we have mentioned before, with billions of dollars of public money going to at least one of these systems every year. But the Catholic education authorities think that they have the upper hand 
politically. And they have continued to ignore the calls for them to be more accountable for how they use taxpayers' funds. And typical of their high-handed attitude is the belligerent response by the CECV to the Auditor-General's report. And Stephen Elder went so far as to accuse the Auditor-General's office of conducting the audit in bad faith. He claimed that the evidence, the findings, the conclusions and the recommendations were preordained. And in response, the Auditor-General said, and Robert referred you to this last week, these inferences are utterly without foundation or measure and as a commentary, it is quite unworthy of the administrative head of an important system of education. Aside from citing a comment made by the former Auditor-General, the Executive Director, that Stephen Elder, has proffered no evidence to support his conclusions about this audit's apparently confected purpose. In this regard, rather than raise this fundamental issue at any point during the audit, he has chosen the very conclusion of the audit to impugn the integrity of this office. Now, the Auditor-General's report reminds us of perhaps the most fundamental principle of our democracy. Way, way back there was the principle that you don't have taxation without representation, that the people in power do not have the power or the right to tax the citizens of a country unless those citizens are represented. And the corollary of that, of course, is that their taxation, the money that is taken from them by force, because that's what taxation is, it is dragged out of us by force, out of us taxpayers, individual citizens, not the big corporate citizens, of course, hundreds of which have made enormous profits and pay not a penny. No, it's us, the people who work and have to pay income tax and it's taken out of our pay packet before we even see the money. The corollary to all of this is that our representatives are responsible for transparency and accountability in the expenditure of those monies on public services. And this is not happening. And when the head of the Catholic Education Office tries to badmouth the one public servant whose job it is to make sure that there is accountability for public money, then you really do have a problem. And I think we have to admire and respect and encourage and back up the Auditor-General who has had the courage to take on the head of the Catholic Education Office. And I sincerely hope that Mr Andrews, who has given in to all of the demands of the Catholic Education Office to date, has got the guts to stand by his Auditor-General. Now, Catholic Education Authorities, according to... Um, Trevor Cobald should come clean about their funding formula and what they're really doing with our money. 
It's not good enough that they get billions of dollars in taxpayer funds and have not had to account for how they distribute the funding to member schools. Because as the Auditor-General reminds us, every citizen of this country is entitled to transparency about the use of government funds because at the end of the day, it is the citizens' funds that we are talking about. And it's more than time that we went back to basics on all of these principles in Australia. The dogs have always said that state aid to private religious schools was wrong, wrong policy, and it's wrong in logic because it would lead to this situation where there is no transparency about the expenditure of of public money. And um, we've known all along, right from the very beginning, that all we were doing by building up these religious schools was building up a state within a state. And I think that in recent times when we watched the behaviour of Cardinal Pell, we have realised just exactly what we are dealing with. But the times, they are changing. And a lot of citizens have had enough, they have had enough of the lies, they have had enough of the bullying, they have had enough of the obfuscation. And uh, we've, we've seen it in the dogs over the years. There was 15 years of all of this when we were trying to get the constitutional hearing in the High Court. And um, they might have won the case, but they actually lost the initiative, the moral initiative, because at the end of the day, they have proved that state aid is not just bad for the state, not just bad for the transparency concerning the use of public funds. It was also very bad for their own religion. And we've seen this again and again and again. But uh, that's enough from me. And uh, some of our listeners would say that they don't like being hectored and lectured by a voice that sounds a bit like a primary school teacher. So uh, that's enough for me for today. So we'll now pass over to a bit of music and then you can have Robert's voice. It's a lovely day in Ballarat I'm kicking back Thinking of you I hear that you've been poorly I am sorry that you're feeling blue Know what it's like when you feel a little shitty You just want to curl up and have an itty bitty do not day But a lot of people here really miss you, Georgie They really think you ought to just get on a plane We all just want you to Just the right thing to do They have a right to know what 
to see what was under your nose, Georgie. Back in 73 when you were living with Jerry. Is it true that you knew but you chose to ignore? Or did you actively try to keep it buried? And years later, when survivors, despite the shame and their fear, stood up to tell their stories, you spent year after year working hard to protect the church's assets. I mean, with all due respect, dude, I think you're a scum, and I reckon you should come home. Cardinal Pell, we know you're not feeling well, perhaps you just need some sun. It's lovely here, you should come home, you pompous buffoon, and I suggest do it soon. I hear the tolling of a bell, and it has a fan of your religion And I personally believe that those who cover up abuse should go to prison But your ethical hypocrisy Your intellectual vacuity And your arrogance don't bother me as much As the fact that you have turned out to be such a goddamn coward You're a coward, Georgie Come and face the music, Georgie You owe it to the victims, Georgie Come and face the music, the music Could get me in legal trouble Oh, well, Cardinal Pell If you don't feel compelled to come home By a sense of moral duty Perhaps you will come home and frickin' sue me Well, there we go, Tim Minchin um, having a go at Cardinal Pell. He hasn't come back yet, so sorry, Tim, the song didn't work, but um, certainly there's been a bit of toing and froing, and maybe that will all die down and Cardinal Pell can go back to doing what Cardinal Pell does best, which is look after money. And Jean, as you know, has been talking about money and where it goes, and we were allowed to find out about where it goes uh, for the DOGS program, and we're doing a detailed analysis of the Auditor General's report and indeed um, doing some analysis of the work that Trevor Cobalt has done about Commonwealth's recurrent grants to private schools. Um, in the past, the dogs have been accused of being sectarian. Um, indeed, at ruder moments, people have said the dogs are anti-Catholic. 
Um, but I can tell you right now, the dogs don't want to talk about Catholics. I don't want to talk about Catholics. I don't want to talk about any religion. Um, unfortunately, really just unfortunately, over $2 billion per annum goes to the Catholic Church to educate children in schools which are based upon the Catholic faith. And so therefore, I have to. I don't want to. I have to. The dogs have to address the problems at their source. We don't. We just have to do it. We don't want to talk about um, theological issues to do with the Catholic faith, but um, we because because that's not our business. But we have to talk about the way the Catholic Church is organised and about how funds are distributed. And as I say, it's a criticism, and probably um, in from an un, from an uninformed point of view, a, a, a criticism that that can carry some weight. But I can tell you right now at the dogs, if indeed um, the Buddhist religion received $2 billion from the federal and state governments per annum to educate children in schools based upon the Buddhist faith, I'd be very happy just to replace the word Catholic with Buddhist. It's not a religious thing, it's a financial thing. And indeed it's a philosophical thing because the separation of religion from the state is the key to a prosperous group of people, often called society or country or Australia or Victoria, but if people want to work together and grow together and you have to, and it's decided that you separate out the children of people based upon their religious faith, then here at the Dogs we have to address those concerns directly. We can't really beat around the bush. So I'm going to talk some more about the Catholic Education Commission of Victoria. The word Catholic at the front makes no difference to me one way or the other. It's just that they're the ones with the money. Here on the Dogs, right now, I'm actually going to call for Stephen Elder to resign um, if he's not willing to tell the taxpayers exactly where the money that he's got goes, um, then he's not doing his job. Um, he's signed an agreement saying that that's what he'll do, so he can just um, go and do something else because he's not doing his job properly. As the chief executive of the Catholic Education Commission Victoria, and indeed their chief spokesperson, if he can't tell me, a taxpayer, where the money which has been given to him by me goes, um, then that's actually irresponsible. It's Poor corporate governance, if you want to use those kind of words, and he should just go, and they should get someone in who is willing to tell me. Because not only can Stephen Elder not tell me, um, it's not because he doesn't know, so he's not incompetent in that regard. I, I, I would not call Stephen Elder an incompetent person, because I don't think that's true. I think he knows exactly where the money goes, um, he's just not willing to tell me. Um, he was forced to tell the Auditor-General of Victoria and he was very unhappy about being forced to tell the Auditor-General of Victoria where the money went. But he is not going to tell him why. He's not going to tell the Auditor-General or the State Government or indeed the Education Minister about why he's taken the money that he's taken from the State Government and spent it on what he spent it on. Now, if I take a government grant, if I take money from taxpayers, from you, dear taxpayers, or even if you don't pay tax, you, you dear potential taxpayers who pay tax for the common good, for the commonwealth, if I take your money and then tell you I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to spend it on, um, you can tell me to go for a leap, um, a very flying leap, probably a very painful flying leap, and you'd be right to do that because it is beholden upon me if I take taxpayers' money to do something with it like what I said I was going to do. <laughs> so if I say, oh, well, I'm going to spend that on some food and a roof on my head, um, I should do that because that's what I said I was going to use the money for. If I was going to create a, a monstrously attractive artwork in the middle of Federation Square, which I haven't done and I don't have the money to do that, but if that's what I said I was going to do, then that's what I should do. The Catholic Education Commission in Victoria does not actually see itself as accountable in any way to the Minister for Education, and Stephen Elder has said so. 
he's told the Auditor General, and by implication the Minister, that he's not going to tell them about why he spends the money on the things that he spends it on. So he should resign. And if he says, no, buggy you, I'm not going to resign, then the Minister should resign because taxpayers' money is being misappropriated and the Minister is responsible for that. So um, if Mr Order doesn't go, then I think, Mr Molino, you should look very carefully at your position. Now, I don't think Mr Elder is going to resign and I don't think Mr Molino is going to resign because the only reasons they would would be because they would understand the principles of democracy. And the principles of democracy are that a minister is responsible for his portfolio and the principles, in corporate principles actually, in terms of the Catholic Education Commission in Victoria, is the chief executive is responsible for the non-fraudulent running of that organisation. And um, I think if they don't resign, I think it just implies, or it doesn't imply, it says something very simple, that the, both the minister and Stephen Elder um, hold different principles to those of a free, open, fair and accountable democracy. But the Auditor General has, in fact, exposed. The Auditor General has, in fact, gone in and had a look and said, hey, this is what's happening. It's not right. And Jean has promised that I will share with you what the Auditor General has found out. Um, and... He talks in general, he also talks in terms of, of specifics, because the Auditor General's office, um, by the way, the entire report costs a bit under $400,000, which I think is an extraordinary thing to do, to audit the entire private school system of Victoria. Oh, by the way, you might notice here at the Dogs we're not talking about independent schools, Victoria, who um, make up the, the rump of private schools that are not run by um, the Catholic Church here in Victoria. Um, at the, uh, at the tabling of the Auditor Victorian Auditor General's report, they rolled over and played dead. They said, oh, yeah, we're not spending it right, sorry, uh, we'll, make it, we'll make it better in the future. Um, but they did, in fact, admit that the way they were spending their money was not, in fact, how they said they were going to spend it, but they've just fessed up. The Catholic Education Office actually has more at stake, not just in financial terms, not just in terms of sheer dollars, but in terms of the fact that it exists at all. The Catholic Education Office is a separate, unaccountable bureaucracy run by the Catholic Church and based and divided up into dioceses. It's not divided up into regions or people. It's divided up into dioceses. So schools are actually run by the church. doesn't matter how many little bits and pieces of bureaucracy you put in between. Um, it's a bureaucracy that doesn't need to exist. Um, in fact, I would say that once Mr Stephen Elder um, resigns, which is what he should be doing, um, then the, the, actually the, the organisation itself should be wound up. If the government wishes to fund private schools, which here at the Dogs we think they should not under any circumstance, but if in practical terms they are going to do it, um, they should be funded directly from the state and be held accountable on a school-by-school -school basis to the state, exactly the same way that state schools are. A state school does not have this whole process of, oh, look, I'm not going to tell you where the money's spent. If you went up to your local primary school and talked to the principal and said, how, have you, how are you spending the money? He'd go to his filing cabinet, pull it out, give you a couple of A4 sheets of paper and said, that's how. Very simple. If a state school can't, principal can't do that to his betters or indeed the parents in the school, um, then he should get the sack. I mean, that's the whole point of being responsible principal. Um, and so I think the whole Catholic Education Commission of Victoria should just um, shut up shop. I know, job losses, isn't that terrible? Yeah, but it would actually save the taxpayers a bit of money. There yeah. doesn't need to be a separate 
um, quasi-religious bureaucracy um, to distribute the funds when the formula is already set out. Mm. But back to the Auditor General's report, because I'm pretty sure Steve Alder's not listening. And if you are, resign. Um, let's go back to how this is all laid out, because the Catholic Education Office um, are given money based upon the social economic advantage or disadvantage of each of the kids in each of their schools. This is data which the government has, and they say, oh, there's a poor Catholic school, we better give them a bit more money. There's a rich Catholic school, we better give them a bit less, because they don't need it. That's kind of the basic principles around which education funding is distributed from the government to the Catholic school system. Now, of course, the CECV stands right in the way. They say, no, don't give it to schools, give it to us, we'll sort it out. They are the gatekeepers of the money, Stephen Elder at their head. And what the Order General's found out, in really, really simple terms, is that if you go to a poor Catholic school, um, you will get, in percentage terms, 63% less of the money that was actually allocated to you. Than what, so, so there's a dollar allocated, just, just call it a dollar, that's allocated to educate a child in a poor Catholic school. The Catholic Education Office of Victoria makes sure that, well, what, six, what, what, what's a dollar minus 63 cents? That's uh, d- 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 37 cents. 27? 27 cents. No, 37. 63? 63? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. Yeah, th- thanks, Dale. That's good. Your maths and so my... that was my fault, folks. Uh, no, 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 no. He's well, the teacher on the student. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to work it out. Um, yeah, 63% of that money never gets to the school. Jesus. Just, just never gets to your school in the first place. Um, if, however, you're going to a Catholic school that's extraordinarily wealthy um, and a dollar is allocated to educate the child in that school from the taxpayers, they'll get an extra 75 cents per dollar. A dollar seventy-five instead of a dollar. If you go to a wealthy Catholic school, now the Catholic Education Office has been found out here, and of course that's why they're very aggressive in terms of attacking the Auditor General himself. They say, "Oh, we've got our own methodology, um, and 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 you don't need to know about it. In fact, we're not going to tell you about it." But the result of the Catholic Education Commission of Victoria's methodology is that if you go to a wealthy Catholic school, you'll get a dollar seventy-five of the money that the government gives for every dollar that's supposed to have been given. And if you go to a poor Catholic school, then you'll get 37 cents of that dollar. Now, often you hear various religious institutions, including members of the Catholic Church, talking about equity and poverty and how terrible it is and how charity work is awfully important. Why are they taking money away from the poor Catholic schools? Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And this fascinating. is a question that ref- he's refusing to answer? Yeah, 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 absolutely re- refusing to answer. Um, even even the sort of middle stream, this is the medium SES uh, schools, if, you, if you're at the high end of the medium SES schools, you'll get about a dollar and a cent. Wow. But if you're at the low end of the sort of medium schools, towards the low end with um, an SES rating of between 0.5 and 0.6 for the statisticians out there, yeah, you'll be getting your 37 cents again there too. So those middle-class people who are sending their children to Catholic schools because of all the values and making sure they're not working with rough or difficult kids, yeah, you're getting shortchanged. So that's, that's the figures from the state funding arrangements. Now, we always have to say this because private schools and the Catholic school system in particular are, are funded in terms of taxpayers from both state and federal sources. So... Roughly, if you go onto the MySchool website, you can see various allocations that's broken up. 
basically two-thirds to three-quarters of all the funding given by the government to private schools comes from the Commonwealth, not the state. And about a quarter to a third of it comes from the state. So the State Auditor General is, is only talking about a proportion of the money that goes from taxpayers to private schools. I know this sounds rather complicated, but we, we live in Australia. It's a federation, all these levels of government, all this money flowing around. It gets rather complicated, I know. But if, you're, if you have set up a private school in Australia today, let's just say that I've decided that I'm a Calathumpian and I think all the children of fellow Calathumpians should be educated in Calathumpiannesses. Um, if I do that, the first place I look to is the federal government because they will give me most of my money to set it up. Um, the state government will also kick in, but only about a third of, of the total. So mostly Commonwealth and about a third of, of it comes from the state. Now, Trevor Cadwell's a fascinating person. He really does his homework. And he's gone back to um, the Catholic Education Office's reallocation of Commonwealth recurrent grants. Now, this is, this, is, this is the real money for private schools. And he's done a really fascinating thing about what happens to the money that is allocated to schools, Catholic schools in Victoria. Now, I know we have some listeners here who went through the Catholic school system and probably have very fond and, and, and fine memories of, of their education, but I'm talking about today. Actually, today, sort of, I'm talking about 2014, which is the last time these figures and statistics were available. We don't have anything um, from today. But let's go to the Commonwealth, you know, Turnbull and all that up there in Canberra, allocating money to private schools. Now, if you were a parent and you had your child at St Kevin's College... You're coughing up a fair bit of money to make sure your kid gets there. But in terms of Commonwealth, Commonwealth funding, um, for every dollar that should be going to your child at St Kevin's, there's an extra 7.9% that is. So for every dollar that should, inverted commas, in terms of the Commonwealth funding model, be going to your child at St Kevin's, there's a little eight cents extra that's going on to make sure that your child at St Kevin's gets all the possible and potential advantages that a child going to a very high fee-paying school in the inner east of Victoria should feel entitled to. However, if you're a parent, if you're a parent um, and you are of the Catholic faith and you are sending your child to... Simmons Catholic College in West Melbourne. Um, quite frankly, the Catholic Education Commission of Victoria is taking you for a mug. If that was me, I'd be right on their doorstep, which is just around the corner, by the way, from the school in West Melbourne. I'd be right on their doorstep because you are getting done over by the Catholic Education Office of Victoria because for every dollar that should... This is Commonwealth money. This is the big money. Um, it's, they're taking away nine cents. So you're only getting 91 cents for every dollar that you should be getting if you're sending your child to the Simmons Catholic College in West Melbourne. Now, the Simmons Catholic College in West Melbourne is by no means um, a high SES school. Not a lot of rich kids go there. In fact, it's comparatively and arguably a very low SES school. Um, the fees aren't very much um, because that's what lower SES Catholic schools tend to do. The idea, as Jean would say, of the poor parish school um, is sort of maintained through this particular college, the Simmons Catholic College. And I, I, can, I can tell you right now, having conversations with the um, principal there, constantly complaining about how little money he has. Well, I can tell you why he hasn't got very much money, because it's not the government. The government would love to give him the money, which we well, here at the dogs... Already. Yeah, I mean, it is already. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't get any money from from taxpayers at all, but, you know, he's sitting there looking and saying, well, I should be getting this money, 
from the government. Where's my money from the government? Well, Mr. Elder's standing in the way. Mr. Elder's wow. standing in the way, taking money away from Simmons Catholic College and giving it to the lovely children at St. Kevin's. Because that's what the Catholic Education Office is doing. It's giving away from the poor and it's giving to the rich. It's doing this at a federal level and it's also doing this, as has been revealed by the Auditor General in Victoria, at the state level. And it's doing this, as Stephen Elder will tell us, because the Catholic Education Office of Victoria has its own methodology. And for those people who know about things like methodologies, their methodology is, must be a very peculiar one if it's taking from the poor and giving to the rich. Um, the other thing is that Mr Elder won't tell us what his methodology is. We can just see the results of it. We don't know his formulas. We don't, but all we know is the result of these formulas, rich kids are allocated more than is their due and poorer children are allocated less than is their due. Strange and absolutely fascinating process that the Catholic Education Office is um, doing over Catholic parents. Mm. Well, actually, I won't say Catholic parents because not every parent who sends their child to a Catholic school is, in fact, a Catholic. But I'm um, doing over the parents of the children in Catholic schools, just systematically, year on year on year on year, doing them over. So if I was a parent in that situation, I'd be out on the streets. I'd say, oh, where's my money? I'd demand my money. But, um, yes, poor... Um, poor parents who send their children to Catholic schools don't necessarily want their children to be exposed to the vagaries of what they would consider to be the horrible state schools. But when I say horrible state schools, that's a lie. Mm. State schools are the only schools that have a proper and appropriate value system. <laughs> and they don't have strange, um, what is it, diocesan-based bureaucracies standing between them um, and, and the money that's... I think, erroneously allocated from the government. I think it's very simple. I think you should do with the Catholic school system exactly what should be done with the vocational education and training system, is that they privatised it, it's a mess, stop it. Take it all back, nationalise it, open up a few more TAFE colleges. If the person who runs a TAFE college is stuffing up, then they get to sack because they are directly accountable, and if it happens all the time, then you sack the minister. That's how it works. That's the way it used to work. And that's the way a functioning democracy should work. In the end, the minister is responsible. Mm. You've been listening to The Dogs Programme, Defence of Government Schools, here on 3CR 855 on the AM dial. We'll be back after a short break. For three years, teachers have had their qualifications, their pay, their pensions and their working conditions attacked relentlessly by this government. I'm a proud product of a government-funded primary school education and of a government-funded secondary school education. Australia is one of the richest and luckiest countries in the world and there's no reason whatsoever why we can't have the very best public schools in the world. It's simply not good enough that kids with disability miss out. Our education is not for profit. Our education is not for profit. You're listening to The Dogs, the defence of government schools on 3CR. Welcome back to the mob here on 3CR who defend government schools. We spend a lot of time attacking the, the Catholic education system. And as I mentioned before, I don't really want to be attacking the Catholic education system, but needs must, um, because they're the ones that are taking over $2 billion a year out of Treasury and not actually telling us where it's going to go. And in fact, when they're found out about doing the wrong thing, they state very categorically, we're not going to tell you. 
So let's take all their money away, as we've always said at the dogs. Um, state government money, federal government money, the money from the people of Australia should only be spent on the education system that will educate all the children all the time. A system that is free, that is fair, that is inclusive, and indeed that is compulsory. If you can do that, my goodness, Australia can become a much more educated nation than what it is. I know I feel like ranting on about it, but it feels as though Australia's actually achieved peak education. I think we're now at the point where the next generation is actually likely to be less well-educated than the current generation because of the way we're completely stuffing up where the money goes. And in fact, just in a really simple just example, which sort of gets me worried, it, it does get me worried, that... A study that looks at NAPLAN results, because in NAPLAN is that sort of Mm. national testing, says the gap between students whose parents have low education and students who and parents who have higher education grew from ten months in year three. So, if the parents have a high education, the chances of their value education, the chances of them being successful, and their kids are ten months educationally more advanced. Than, than the kids of parents who don't value education, did not have a successful experience at school themselves. But, um, yeah, when you get to year nine, it's two and a half years. Whoa. Two and a half years in level of education. That's massive. It's absolutely massive, and that's what's happening in Australia now. The report found that in a typical year nine class, the top students could be more than seven years ahead of the bottom students. That's the top and the bottom. So we're not just talking... We're talking about the outliers mm. here, like the really smart kid and the really mm. not smart the kid. struggling kid. Yeah, yeah, stra- struggling kid. Seven years in year nine. Jeez, that's, that's almost irreparable. Yeah, yeah. And that creates all sorts of mm. issues. For well, actually, social issues. Well, actually, for both of the kids. You know, yeah, not, and for society. Not just for the struggling kids, but that actually creates a problem for, for the smart kid too yeah. because it creates a bigger problem for society as a whole. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually quoting from um, an interesting study which was done by um, Dr Christina Ho at the University of Technology in Sydney. So I'm not sort of pulling these figures out of my rear end. It's actually said that NAPLAN's minimum standards uh, were originally set too low to identify stragglers because a Year 9 student who met the minimum standard of reading, even if a Year 9 student was reading the same as a Year 5 student. That sort of counts. That's okay at the moment in terms of NAPLAN. And I'm telling you, that's not okay. I think if you've got that situation, you need to address that situation now. In fact, yesterday would have been better. And the way we're talking about all the money being fitted around on rich kids in the Catholic education system in Victoria, I just don't think that's going to solve the problem. I am asked many times, how do you solve the problem? Well, the problem is very, very simple. Every time you spend a dollar on a kid who needs it in Australia, our current funding system means you have to then spend a dollar on a kid who doesn't. So all you've got to do is stop spending the money on the kids who don't and give that money to the kids that do. And if you can do that in a system, a state system, because that state system is the only system that can do that. Catholic education system have just told us, told us last week, they're not interested in being transparent. They're not interested in being accountable, and you can't make them. Mm. Because if the minister says you have to be accountable... I mean, you know, what's the opposition going to do? Are they going to jump up and down and, and bash, on, bash on the Catholic education? No, they're not. It's almost a definition. If you want to find out where a society is corrupt, find out what they won't talk about. Hmm. And here at the Dogs, we talk about the things you shouldn't talk about all the time. We talk about education policy. If you're interested in what we have to say, of course, you can catch up with us at our website at 
www.adogs.info. That's www.adogs.info. Until next week. I saw Joey last night, alive as you and me. Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says he. In Salt Lake City, Joe says I, him standing by my bed. They framed you on a murder charge, says Joe, but I'm dead, says Joe, but I'm dead. The copper bosses killed you, Joe, they shot you, Joe, says I, takes more than guns to kill a man. Says Joe, I didn't die. Says Joe, I didn't die. And standing there as big as life and smiling with his eyes, says Joe, what they can never kill went on to organize. Went on to organize From San Diego up to Maine In every mine and mill Where workers strike and organize It's there you find your hill It's there you find Sir. Uh-huh.